0: Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now, your host, Mark Stoner. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Blue Collar Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stoner. I've been absent for a couple weeks, living living some life things. I've I've uh, just got back from a trip. From to Bonaire, which is down around Venezuela. It's part of the ABC Islands and uh, the Aruba-Bonaire Curacao. And I got to go down there and do a shore diving trip. And I've heard about this place for years being the shore diving capital of the world, which if you don't scuba dive, you um, or even if you do, most of the time you scuba dive off of a boat. You jump off a boat and you're, you know, out in the ocean and you drop down to something and, and, and do that. But in this case, we shore dive, which means you just walk in from the, from the shore and swim out to a destination, not too far, and then drop down and see what you got to see and then do your thing and swim back. And, and that you get to rent a boat, I mean, a, a a truck, you got a room. So I got to go down. I took my wife. I took my son. I took my daughter and I took one of her friends. And it was super cool because I paid for everybody's everything. And I just love doing that and no pressure for for anything about things like that. And it was a kind of a dream of mine to be able to do something on that level, flew everybody down and Got to, you know, just have a great week. And I really just got, it was so fun being underwater and watching. My daughter was the first time she ever dove and her friends first time, my son and my wife second time. I've dove for 15 years, so, but still, it was my first time leading a group like that, and I just really enjoyed watching them learn, and it's not like a relaxing vacation, not like you're sitting with your feet up, you know, drinking margaritas by the poolside every day. This is like work. You're kind of getting beat up. You're hauling gear around. You're, you know, you're working, but it's like an adventure-type vacation and really fun and it was really so great. We got to dive a big wreck called the Helma Hooker, a uh, big 100-foot-down wreck. And uh, it was an old drug boat, but it was big uh, under the ocean floor. And that's always interesting to see. We dove these piers that um, cargo ships come into and load salt on. It's a big salt mining island. Cruise ships come in there, too. And we had like 70 divers from the Nashville Scuba Club go and do it. And it just a great time. And so I was down there doing that. And I had almost no cell signal and couldn't pull off the podcast. So it is what it is. So it was a really great time. And it, it made me think of a... You know, this thing that I'd read and I can't see who was that. It was, the guy's name, I can't really pronounce his name. Uh, let's see what it was. It was, it's called The Valuable Time of Maturity. And it's a poem by Mario Andrade. And I'm going to read it because I think it's the, it's really the bedrock of this fork of this podcast. I almost said forecast. Says so I counted my years that and realize that I have less time to live by than I have lived so far. I have more past than future. I feel that I feel that boy who got a bowl of cherries. At first I gobbled them, but then he realized there were only a few left. He began to taste them intensely. I no longer have time to deal with mediocrity. I do not want to be in meetings where flamed egos parade. I am bothered by the envious who seek to discredit the most able, to usurp their places, coveting their seats, talent, achievements, and luck. I do not have time for endless conversations, useless to discuss about the lives of others who are not part of mine. I no longer have the time to manage sensitivities of people who, despite their chronological age, are immature. I hate to confront those that struggle for power, those that do not debate content, just the labels. My time has become scarce to debate labels. I want the essence. My soul is in a hurry. Not many cherries in my bowl. I want to live close to human people, very human, who laugh of their own stumbles and away from those turned smug and overconfident with their triumphs, away from those filled with self-importance. The essential is what makes life worthwhile, and for me, the essentials are enough. Yes, I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry to live with the intensity that only maturity can give. I do not intend to waste any of my remaining cherries. I'm sure that they will be exquisite, much more than those eaten so far. My goal is to reach the end, satisfied and at peace with my loved ones and my conscience. And per Confucius, we have two lives, and the second one begins when you realize that you only have one. Poem Mario di Andrade, or Andrade, The Valuable Time of Maturity. Man, that, that just, I don't know what it is, but that speaks to me. I was, I'm raising money right now and I'm going to put a link in the, in the notes. If you can donate to the lymphoma, uh, leukemia lymphoma society, I'm, I'm up for man of the year and uh, it's quite an honor to be nominated for it. And I'm behind on my fundraising. I thought I could raise more money faster. And, uh, I, I, if you can donate anything or a lot of something, it would be great. So there'll be a link in my bio, but. You know, when I was going through my fundraising efforts, I was going down through my phone and just sending texts to everybody in my phone. And what was kind of scary was as I was going down through, it was like, that person's dead. That person's dead. That person's dead. Because I haven't done it in years. I mean, I've bought several phones and just let the Apple cloud just move all my contacts over and the names just don't pop up. And man, when I was going through all of them, there was literally 20 people that had died. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that I can't believe how many people that I know have died. And when it happens one at a time, you don't think much of it. But over the course of 10 years, you know, probably 20 people on the list of people who had died. And then, you know, my... um my production manager for our powder coating operation has had three very close people die, die within a year. He, he lost his father. He lost his good friend about a month ago and lost a guy that worked for us, uh, two weeks ago. He down in Florida, he killed himself. He hadn't worked for us for a couple of years, but you know, you just, and then, um, now that my, one of my friends, Dennis has had two people die in two days. And, and some of it is that age. And I know that my listeners are, my average listener age is 25 to 35. So I don't want to sound like an old man, but I do want you to know that, you know, there is a maturity of the cherries. You know, you are, you know, if you're, you know, of that age, you're eating fast and you're, you're going through stuff. And then as you get older, you realize You know, there is more time behind that you've lived than you have in front of you. And it's a weird feeling. Uh, I I love it. You know, I still feel like I've got 30 more years at least, but you know, I'm 54, about to be 55, and I know that my family lives to about 80. (laughs) So I, I still am in a hurry. I mean, I mean, you know, there's no, there's no slowing down for me, and I don't even want to slow down at this point because I find more value in in doing and building. And, you know, my friend John Meredith told me, he said, you know, you, you really gain momentum in your 30s and 40s, but you have the most momentum and ability to do anything in your 50s. So make your 50s very, very valuable. You'll have the most influence, the most wisdom. A lot of things are taken care of. Your money's usually better, and he and he was totally right, you know. And so, I'm really trying to make the most of my fifties and and uh, make the most of both things. Family time, you know, while my kids can they're not kids, they're adults. My son's thirty, my daughter's twenty eight, and we're we're adult people moving around, but we got a lot of fun stuff planned, and I'm super excited for that. But I'm also Excited about tying into my employees and and getting to know their life and getting to get excited about what they're excited about. And today I'm also in a in another group of entrepreneurs. And there was a gentleman in there and he's 67 and he was talking about he has a totally different kind of business. And he's like, you know, I feel like I'm slowing down. He said, I can feel it. I can feel me dropping some of the balls. I can feel me you know getting older i can feel you know my hearing is going so i got hearing aids i got have to get new hearing aids and i got eyeglasses and i got to get new eyeglasses and you know i just you know i'm i'm i sometimes don't even look at my phone and i'm missing meetings and i'm doing all these things and you know one of the other you know we were all talking about that a little bit and the one entrepreneur that was in there said you know what i hear what i hear you guys saying i hear a lot of bs and he paused and then he said BS is belief systems and he said you are what you say you are you know and and he said you know if you believe you're old you're going to get old I don't care if you're 40, 50, 60 70, 80 he said my dad is almost 90 and that dude is out mowing the yard he's at the gym I have friends say man I saw your dad at the gym you know at the Y and all this and he d- And, you know, my wife and I also don't let we don't say we're old. We don't say anything about being old or feeling old in our house. And we don't want that belief system. Now, I can tell you, I'm more likely to say it than my wife, because I feel like I've had a lot of health issues with hip replacement, heart issue, neck issue, you know, handful of things, you know, and um but I will not say it. I'm I'm re-gearing again. I'm gearing back up to be relevant, back up to be, you know, energized. And you know, I and he, you know, he was talking about belief systems or your BS, your what your BS is. And, you know, he said, for instance, I used to tell myself, I'm not a morning person. He said, as long as I kept telling my morning person, I'm not a morning person, I can justify it. I can say all the things and tell myself all the things and make it seem very, very real. Yeah, I'm not a morning person. Don't get up. He said, I never liked to get up. I was a musician, so I'm a night person. I just told myself, and and it's so funny because I tell myself the same thing. I'm getting ready to get back into my workouts now that I'm healed up, and that's a 410 4, a.m. launch of the morning and I got to tell you, in my brain, I am not looking forward to it. I'm coming up with excuses. I'm like, yeah, I'm not quite ready. Or maybe I need to lose a little bit, you know, some more weight before I get back. You know, I've got all these excuses. I just need to do it. So next week, <laughs> I uh, I've got my final push for my uh, man of the year. And I'm just going to I'm just going to get in it and do it. I talked to the gym today to check on my membership and I'm good to go. So I'm going to get back into it. But. You know, back to the point of, you know, what, how are, how do you slow things down? How do you slow life down? How do you, how do you enjoy the cherries? And what I've realized it is, is being very intentional with your time when you're speaking to people and when you're doing things like being super present while they're speaking, being super into what they're doing. Or if you're doing something, just slow down and think about it. And that's hard for us, especially with the speed of business today, the speed of everything coming at you. And I got a business symposium that we're planning, and it'll be at my shop June 9th and 10th. I've got a training session on the 8th with Heat Shield. I've got the Man of the Year Awards and my Sweepaway Cancer Rally on the same day in different parts of the state. So, I literally have to start the Sweet Boy Cancer Rally on Friday, ride about half of it and leave about noon from Knoxville and ride my bike back to Nashville to get ready for this black tie affair Saturday night. So I have and I just got a million things and I'm still trying to slow things down. One of the things I do slow down for sure is time on the phone. Time talking to people. And also I found I don't have a lot of time for people that waste time. I just don't get along with them well. I need to move quick. I need to talk quick. I need to make decisions quick. And I just don't do well with people who don't move at my speed. And I'm I'm not trying to be an ass or anything. I just need to move quickly. Conversations especially in the speed of business. It's so I can really work hard during the day and then really be home and be present or be home at night and not have to work a lot. Now, I'm saying that out loud because sometimes I still do work or answer emails or texts or whatever at night while I'm sitting on the couch watching TV with my wife and but I still try to slow it down. I try not to be as busy as possible. And 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 right now, I mean, now the cherries that I'm trying to enjoy are are experiences. I'm trying to have more experiences. Um, coming up, I've got this Sweet Boy Cancer Rally Ride. That's always fun. I uh, get to go ride motorcycles in Italy and and uh, Austria, Germany, and Switzerland in July. I'm going to go over there for two weeks and ride it with a big trip. Um, I hope to get to go to New Zealand in in the winter in in February, which is a summertime for them. And I'm really, you know, trying to make sure that I work super hard, and then I, I at this, especially at this stage, this stage of the game, I'm playing pretty hard too. Um, so I, uh, I'm not saying that to brag or anything like that. I'm saying that because I worked super hard in my 30s and 40s, and it's paying off now. And my point is to you is it's worth it. My point is to you, if you make good decisions and you're a heart-driven person and you're working hard and you're working on the right things, it's worth it. It's worth building a business that does things and allows opportunities for everyone. I, you know, one of the reasons you want to build a business is one more freedom for you as the owner, but also more freedom for your people. Because when you build a small business, everybody is a linchpin. And so there's more stress on everybody to cover everything because everybody does everything. But If you have more people in management, people can take off and it's really no problem. You can have people go live their life and it doesn't just cripple the business. And that is also another reason to build the business bigger and have enough people and learn to manage those people so that they... Everyone can have a better life. You know, it's old saying, a rising tide raises all ships. If you can raise this tide in your in your business, it's good for everyone. I, I get texts all the time. Hey, I'm buying my first house. Hey, I'm living my best life because of you. I would have never had this opportunity. Um, I think I've said this before. We're going to say it again. At the Powder Coat Company, we have some um, work release guys and one of the guys I was talking to him a couple weeks ago and he's just amazing. He's about to be paroled. And I said, you know, what do you want to do? I always say that with the guys being paroled and he said, hey, I, I definitely want to stay here. I've got some options to possibly work with family in Florida, but I really don't want to do that. I like working for you guys. And so what's the biggest difference between us And the last owner. And what's interesting to me about this question is because it's the exact same work, right? It's not like you're doing anything different at all. You're doing the same thing, but under different leadership and under a different culture. He said, I'll tell you, he said, Mark, working for you guys, I love to come to work, He said, I love to come to work. I'll work all you want me to work because I like working for you guys. He said, the guy before that owned the business, he said, there's many times I would rather sat in jail than come work for him. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because it's the same work. It's the same damn work. Exactly. In fact, we're doing more of it. We're 25% above the last guy's production level already owning the business for going on five months. And he's busier than ever working harder, but loving it more. He said, Mark, if you hadn't bought this business as soon as I got out of parole, I'm looking for something else. I'm out of here. He said, I'm going to work hard for anybody, no matter who it is, but I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. You're not getting the best of me. He said, now I'm looking for stuff to do. I'm looking for things to help you. I'm looking for ways to make this thing better because I believe in what you guys are doing and how you're doing it. I'll tell you, if, if there was ever a thing that that really made me feel good and made me understand the importance of good leadership and good culture... It was that statement from that guy who literally had the same job under different leadership, who literally would rather sit in jail, literally, than come to work at that place doing the exact same thing. So if you don't think culture is important in your business, you don't know what you're talking about. If you don't think you have a culture, you also don't know what you're talking about. Your culture is very prevalent whether you manifest it, whether you nurture it or whether you just let it happen, you have culture. And I've learned that that is now the most important thing for me. My last cherries, and I say last, but I got plenty of time. I feel like I got time. Nobody knows how much time they have. But, you know, in my energy level and in my heart, I got plenty of time. But my, my main thing is to develop my people so they take care of my customers. Develop my culture so that you want to come here and you want to work for us. And it's better to work for us and work against us. It's better to work for me than work on your own. You know, everybody working as a team does better. You probably make more money and have more freedom working for me than you do working for yourself. Now, if you're an entrepreneur and you do your thing, great. But if you can work as a good team why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you try to work as a good team and you have an opportunity to make money and a better living and, and be rewarded for your efforts? And so, you know, f- so I was, I was talking to a person and about she, culture. She wanted some type of an app that was going to make culture better. She felt like she didn't have the time, the energy, the bandwidth to help develop culture, and she honestly didn't want to do it. And, and also, you know, she wanted her culture to be a 10. And my question was, are you sure you want to be, you're the person to develop culture? You don't want it. You don't really like it. You get annoyed by it. You're not the right person for it. So she's like, I want to hire a a chief heart officer. And I'm like, well, okay. I mean, maybe if you're not the, if you're not the one to do it, somebody needs to do it, but, um, you are the best one to develop the culture and it's the shadow of the leader kind of thing. And, um, and so we we went through this process and I said, you know, you, you don't get to just have a 10 culture because you want a 10 culture. or You want to buy a 10 culture. I said, because all cultures go up and down. I've had great cultures and I've had bad cultures in the same company with the same people. What it is is sometimes somebody starts to ruin the culture and they start to bring people with it. And sometimes it's the owner. Sometimes it's you, but sometimes it's an employee. And you've got to realize if you're the problem with culture or not. But a lot of times it can be an employee that starts to be disgruntled, feels entitled, all the things that can happen. And next thing you know, you start getting a bad culture. Uh, and I've had that right now. I may have one of the best cultures I've ever had in the business. And unfortunately, the reason they're better is because certain people had to change job titles or had to change roles or not be with the company anymore. And we got better from it. The new people moving into the new roles saw what the gaps were and are filling it. And so it's an interesting dynamic that we are getting better through reduction. And, And also, I think, too, letting go of some of those people, that were having problems or them quitting was the best thing for them too. It's, it's a win-win and I'm less afraid of people being fired or quitting now than ever. And I've said it before, but I think it was Steve jobs who said, you know, it's better to have a hole than an asshole in the company. And I haven't really had assholes, but I've had problems or situations where people were better for them and us to move on and do something else. So You know, learning again as a, you know, as a guy that's running a mature business and running a business that is really doing well and moving leaps and bounds faster than I ever thought. I just get the joy out of watching it run now. I walk in and I'm just amazed at what happens. I look at our pictures of all the work getting done and the pride that's getting done. I'm super excited about it. So tomorrow is our We have our Ash Busters. We we had Axe Busters days, which was at one of our employees' kind of farms. And we had two axes and shotguns and did barbecue and play games. And unfortunately, he's not with us anymore, so we didn't have a space for it. So... I put out a poll to the employees about what do you want to do for our Ashbusters annual fun event. Well you've got you know you got a lot of people and everybody wants to do different stuff. So what I learned about culture in, in a big company is you just want to break it up into smaller cultures is that everybody you're under one culture, but trying to have you know, you, if you take you know, when you're a smaller culture, you know, taking seven guys to Vegas is super fun, but taking fifty people to Vegas is not so fun. So you you gotta break it up into smaller cultures and nurture them. So we we had a poll and most of the people wanted to do paintball, but we also had a chance to go to a, a range and learn some self defense classes and shoot 50 cal rifles. And then the ladies wanted to go to a spa and do a brunch with them. And um so we we picked those and we're gonna do top golf at a later time. So Everybody kind of got to do something, and I, I pay for it. We do it on a work day, so we shut the work down and go play and do something, and I pay them to be there, and then we go do that. But that's only part of what culture is. It's really not about you know all the attaboys and all the, the soft stuff. It's about the hard stuff. It's about somebody to hold you accountable but also care about you, somebody to be the hammer but also the pillow, and that's your job as a leader. And and again, for me, I find that to be the most exciting part of of this business at this point. I really have no interest in learning any more, you know, technical work about how to pour a crown better or sweep a chimney better or any of the latest equipment. If you watch me on Facebook, I I will never comment on that anymore because it's, it doesn't interest me. And two, there's other guys that really does interest them and I don't want to be the expert at that anymore. I used to answer anything. I thought I knew about, I would answer. Now I just, I know tons of stuff that are are asked, but I don't answer it because one, I don't want to, I don't want to take up all the space. Two, I I want to only answer things that I truly am interested in, and I think nobody else can maybe answer it like I would. And so, you know, I'm picking and choosing my battles for sure, and I'm um I'm really enjoying this time. But for you, uh, you know, to this, you know, I think the first line of this poem is probably how I'm going to end it, which is. I've counted my years and realized that I have less time to live by than I have lived so far. I have more past than future. And I think I'm gonna leave it with that. And not in a down not in a down way, in an excited way, in a way that I have as much energy and influence and ability and wisdom than ever. And if I'm you know, now's the time to make stuff happen, not slow down, not you know, not say I'm old and not start more BS. It's, hey, man, let's go, let's run it, and uh, let's, let's do as most the most we possibly can with the time we have. All right, guys, that's my time. Thanks for joining me again this week. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.